In this video, I break down Brian Mulefe's testimony at the State Capture Commission. Let's get started. Spread the fire. Welcome back to the channel fam. Hope you've been well since our last video. And if you're new around here, my name's Dr. Siswe Mbofu-Walsh. On this channel, we explore South African politics through interviews and analysis. So let's get into Brian Molefe's testimony at the State Capture Commission, because this is a really interesting prism and lens through which to understand what's happening in South Africa right now. So this video is going to be broken into three parts. First, I'm going to take a look at Brian Molefe's opening statement at the State Capture Commission, which was something of a bombshell, and explain what exactly he was implicating current President Cyril Ramaphosa in and really trying to explain firstly exactly what it is that he was saying because it's actually quite a complex web of interests between the state, the ANC, the mining sector and ESCOM. In the second part of the video I'm going to take a look at analyzing what Mulefe said especially in the context of whether that exonerates Mulefe whether it actually does succeed in tainting Ramaphosa. And then finally, in the third part of the video, I'm going to be doing some further analysis on Ramaphosa himself. How does he come out of the commission's proceedings after Mulefe has levied these quite serious allegations against him? So let's get into it. Okay, so in this first part, I want to look at exactly what it is that Mulefe was trying to say in his opening statement. And it's quite difficult to disentangle this web, but I'm going to try and simplify it for you so that you can get a handle on what was being said. So, okay, let's look at this. ESCOM, South Africa's state-owned entity, which is a power utility. What does ESCOM need? ESCOM needs a lot of coal, right? It has all these coal-fired power stations, and in order for it to deliver electricity to South Africans, moment of silence, in order for it to do that, ESCOM needs coal for these coal power stations. Where does it get coal? Well, it often enters into these coal supply agreements with coal mines. Cool. So we've got ESCOM, then we've got coal mines. And the coal mines provide the coal to ESCOM. Cool. Now, this is where things start to get murky. There was a coal mining operation called Optimum. I'm just going to call it optimum, optimum for now. It's actually a holding, well, it was, it was a holding company and a set of mines that both shared the name Optimum. Let's just call it Optimum for now, right? So Optimum is a set of coal mining interests and they provided coal to ESCOM. Now, in 2012, which was also the year he became ANC deputy president, current ANC president and president of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, entered into a deal with mining giant Glencore to buy or to acquire Optimum. So Optimum was previously owned by a group of South Africans before mining engineers who used to work for BHP Billiton, which also used to own Optimum. But effectively, Ramaphosa and Glencore acquire Optimum, Ramaphosa takes around a 10% stake in this mine and this mining group that, uh, among other things, 
provides call to ESCOM. Okay, so far quite interesting. He's a member of the National Executive Committee of the ANC. He's soon to become the deputy president and he is an owner of a mine that's doing business with the state, essentially. However, even more interestingly, he then becomes chairperson of Optimum. That's Ramaphosa. So Ramaphosa becomes chairperson of Optimum in 2012 after the acquisition. Now, the weird thing about this is that Optimum has a contract with ESCOM that is quite disadvantageous to Optimum's interests. So there seem to be penalties. It seems to owe various debts to ESCOM. So the question is, why would they buy this mine that seems to be in a difficult position with its contracts with ESCOM? And this is what Brian Molefe was effectively alleging, because in the period from when Ramaphosa became chair of this mining company till just before he divested his interests, before he became deputy president of the country in 2014, Optimum managed to convince ESCOM to basically drop a lot of the debts that were owed to ESCOM. And Molefe was alleging that Ramaphosa used his political influence to convince ESCOM to effectively adopt a contract where it was owed a lot of money and ignored those debts in favor of Optimum. So Ramaphosa, according to Molefe, used his multiple positions in the ANC and in the boardroom to work a deal that effectively benefited one of his financial interests. Bear in mind that Ramaphosa became deputy president of the ANC in December 2012, so a few months after he became chairperson of Optimum, and he only divested his interests after he was elected deputy president of the country, which was in 2014, around May. So for two years, um, he held these interests and he was deputy president of the ANC, not yet of the country. So that's essentially an explainer of what Molefe was alleging. Okay, so let's try and analyze this. So firstly, I think it's important also to realize that as soon as Ramaphosa became deputy president of the country, he also then was tasked with overseeing South Africa's state-owned enterprises. So in December 2014, a few months after elected, uh, being elected to the deputy presidency, he oversaw all state-owned enterprises, including ESCOM. And so he was an extremely powerful figure within the state. And es effectively, ESCOM management was reporting to him and his war room about all that was going on in ESCOM at the time. So you see that Ramaphosa occupied multiple positions at different times in the boardroom, in the ANC, in government. And Molefe suggested that there was a, a certain toxicity about the conflicts that that produced. Now, Brian Molefe successfully implicated Ramaphosa in wrongdoing, but hasn't successfully untainted himself. And this is the problem with what we have right now. We have a war of all against all at the State Capture Commission where 
one faction of the ANC points fingers at the other, the other fa faction points fingers back. But when you take a step back, what you see is this is not a question of one bad faction and one good faction in a war of good against evil. This is a question of one party that has been captured by multiple interests and the parties and the factions that represent those interests are at war with each other. But none of them has the best interests of the country, let alone the most vulnerable in the country at heart. So far from being a war of good against evil, what's happening right now in the ANC is a war of the captured versus the more captured. So why do I say this? Well, while Mulefe has successfully cast aspersions over ESCOM's contract with Optimum while Ramaphosa was chair, he has not been able to explain why when the Guptas entered the fray. Now, the Guptas bought Optimum from Glencore. And effectively, while Mulefe was CEO of ESCOM, he continued with the tainted contract that he criticized earlier. So why was it okay for ESCOM to enter into a tainted contract with the Guptas when they owned Optimum through a company called Tegeta, but not okay when it was Ramaphosa doing it? So it seems that there are different rules depending on which faction happens to be doing the capturing. When the faction I don't like does the capturing, then I go to the State Capture Commission and point fingers. But when the faction that I support does the capturing, then I create a narrative of persecution. So what Mulefe still has to answer is if all this stuff that was happening with this Optimum and ESCOM contract was so bad, why was it continued even after Ramaphosa left the fray. So Mulefe has successfully implicated Ramaphosa, tainted Ramaphosa, but he has not successfully untainted himself. And I think that's what we're going to continue to see at the State Capture Commission. Believe me, the gloves are off. People are gunning for each other left, right and center. But when you take a step back, you get a larger picture of how the ANC has been captured from multiple angles and all these factional battles are often representations not of ideological differences but of differences in who's been captured when, why and how. Let's look at where this leaves President Ramaphosa, particularly as it relates to the State Capture Commission because uh, Justice Raymond Zondo, who is the chairperson of the State Capture Commission, has already said that he's going to be calling President Cyril Ramaphosa to give evidence before the commission. But as Ramaphosa is increasingly implicated by various parties, his role now seems to be changing from a bystander who didn't do anything or say anything quickly enough to someone who's actually implicated in the wrongdoing itself. And so when he goes to the commission, I honestly think it's going to be incumbent on the evidence leaders, not just to ask softball questions, but to bring the same energy that they brought for President Zuma, rightfully, for people like Brian Mulefe, rightfully, 
they need to bring that same energy for President Ramaphosa because we need to understand why he didn't think it was a problem to be deputy president of the ANC at the same time as chairperson of a mine that was supplying coal to a state-owned entity. Why he didn't see a conflict there, just like he didn't appear to see the conflicts that were present in his role at Margana, for example. So it's becoming clear that this role of being in the boardroom and the ANC national executive and the highest echelons of leadership at the same time is a representation of the problem of state capture, which is ultimately what happens when public and private interests become so blurred that you can't tell the difference anymore. So that's going to be a really important thing to discover at the commission. And I think Ramaphosa is increasingly going to be on the back foot, having to actually answer for his role in what went wrong. And that will increasingly disassociate him from this reformist agenda where he's been painted as someone who can right everything that went wrong. Um, and apart from that, I think Mulefe has really struck a blow and created a crisis of credibility where even the so-called angels in the ANC um, are appearing less and less angelic as the commission wears on. Like Ukoko Aubrey Machikri often says, um, who's often been interviewed on this channel, check out those interviews. What we have is an ANC of angels with horns and devils with halos. So that's the one thing. But I think also just to step back, when you look at the latest bout of, of load shedding, which has beset the country, a part of the reason we are literally in the dark right now as a country is because people in corporate boardrooms, people in ANC National Executive Committee meetings, people in cabinet meetings connived to collapse the country, connived to collapse ESCOM. And those who didn't connive were too spineless to speak up when it mattered. And so what we have now is a picture being painted of how these entities were looted through complex deals and contracts such that not only did the country feel the tremendous effects of that connivance, but power itself has been sucked out of our economy. And Unfortunately, no one in the ANC has anywhere to hide because when this could have been stopped, it wasn't stopped. And so you either have a faction that did the collapsing or you have a faction that stayed silent during the collapsing. And both of those things are inexcusable in my view. So we just need to remember as citizens of the country who now stare into an abyss of economic decline, of endless load shedding, of an, a state unable to provide basic services. We need to be able to connect the political mistakes that have been made 
to the outcomes that we see. And I feel like we've allowed our government to get away with acting like the problems we face today are an act of God rather than a result of the political crisis of their own invention. Thanks a lot for watching. Hope you enjoyed this video and remember to support the channel. Uh, type hashtag SMWX in Twitter. I will retweet all tweets that have hashtag SMWX. Um, find me on the different social media channels at Caesar and Bofa Welsh and share this video with friends. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you want notifications. And thanks so much for watching SMWX. Hope you're enjoying the new type of content. Um, I try to interact with as many comments as possible. So if you agree, if you disagree, make sure you comment down below and we can engage on our different viewpoints. Have a good week.